Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey and... Aaron Kramer. Okay, say what? <laughs> yep. Brian Dewhurst is taking the day off. I don't know if that's true. He's actually probably doing a lot of things. But Aaron Kramer knows our two guests better than Brian Dewhurst. So we thought we would do a little wiki, 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 change it up. Aaron Kramer, you are helping me interview two rock stars. Yes. So tell us who we're talking to, and then let's get them on the show. we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so I'm super excited. So this is Amanda and Annika. I had the pleasure of meeting them a couple of years ago, and they are rock stars. And when we talk about like the uncommon path, and when I when we talk about the podcast and things like that, I'm like, we got to have these girls on. Right. Because their story is amazing, and I think they can inspire a lot of people on how they do things. And then for the age that they are and what they're doing right now is just insane. So that's probably the best bio I've ever heard. And they <laughs> uh, own a dance studio. So yeah, welcome to yeah. the show. Come on in. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having okay, us. So Annika and Amanda, first, I want you to introduce yourself. So all the listeners know when this person talks, this is who it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm Annika. I'm Amanda. Hopefully mm. you can tell the difference between who's who. <laughs> nice. Okay. How long have you known each other? Um, so we have known of each other um, probably our entire lives. We're both from Southwest Iowa, um, but we didn't really know each other until college, which was not too long ago. Um, I graduated from high school in 2015. Yep, I graduated in 2014, and then we met at the University of Iowa um, when Annika oh. got there. Uh, we were both uh, dance majors in the dance department and showed up to the same ballet class one day, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know that girl. <laughs> and I don't oh. think we had really fond feelings of each other at that point in time. Because you were competitors? Stop. Um, I would say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was going to yes. say, I was like, we got to bring that in. I think that's right. like extra spicy. The fact I, that you guys had like good feelings towards each other in the beginning. <laughs> okay. So what high school did you go to? Both of you. Oh gosh. <laughs> um, I'm from Elkhorn, Kimbleton. And then okay. I'm from Corning. Okay. So oh. both super small towns. I had 30 people in my class. Yeah. I had 18. Um, we combined with another school when I was a freshman. So I ended up graduating with 34. Okay. Okay. So where did you guys know each other beforehand? I want to really dive into this because I just get competitive. So how did you know that you didn't know if you liked each other? You know what I'm saying? Well, we had, obviously we had different dance teachers, but they knew of each other. Um, and I think that they were in the same dance masters group, um, which is an organization um, for dance teachers. And so I think we just saw each other throughout um, various competitions and we events. We did Bill Riley a lot. If yeah. you're familiar with Bill Riley at the State Fair, I think oh, that's I probably am. where I saw Annika the most. There it is. Okay. Yep. And then I don't know if there's like a first, second, third between you two, but like who used to win? You know what I'm saying? Was there? <laughs> I don't know, but I 
you know where that I found a um, news article on Google once. And I'm pretty sure that Amanda had beat me. Oh, mm. I was going to say you. No. I was going to say Annika definitely won because yeah, you could tumble and I couldn't. Yeah, no, You're but I, I swear I saw a news article and I tried to look it up and I can't find it. So you guys are so kind. You're so you're great partners. I love <laughs> it. Right? All right, so flash no, forward. <laughs> let's flash forward slash back to the time where you saw each other now in college. Right. So um, I don't. I mean, we saw each other, and I think I mean my natural instinct is always to avoid conflict. So I'm pretty sure I avoided her, and I don't know. Mm. I think through a mutual friend, um, we ended up finally talking to each other at some point. Um, and I think that relationship continued to grow through that mutual friend. Um, and that grew until Amanda finally had the guts to ask me um, if I wanted to open a business with her because we had similar goals. Um, and my initial reaction was absolutely not. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We got to go into this deep. Cause I, right. I love this story. Go. Yeah. So we were both in college getting um, degrees in dance with some business background also. So we knew, I knew what she wanted to do and she knew what I wanted to do. We both knew where we wanted to end up kind of in the Des Moines area. Um, And so I finally asked and I said, Hey, I think we should just do this together. Mm-hmm. And she obviously said no. And I'm pretty good at persuading. So I just kept working on it. I think I got out a piece of notebook paper and I put a, put a line down the middle and I said pros and I said cons and I started talking through it. And I don't really remember how long it took, but I got her on board eventually. I think it just took one day at a coffee shop. And then I realized I was like, every dance studio owner that I know is so stressed out. Um, and the power that two people have versus one is just incredible. Um, and she kind of laid that out for me. And I just thought about the impact that we could make being a two-person startup as opposed to a one-person um, was much greater if we did it together. So I jumped on board and I was like, okay, let's do this thing, I guess. Um, and I think that was really a turning point, at least when you talk about uncommon stories like um, for me in that ledge, finding that ledge, I think I needed Amanda. Um, mm. I am a dreamer, but I'm not sure I would have jumped off the ledge if it wasn't for her. I don't know what I would have done. Um, but I definitely needed her a little push. Right. I love that. And I want to talk about like your parents and like going into that, like what part were like, out of your both your parents, who are more entrepreneurial if you're going to try to define somebody? Um, I would say not mine. My grandparents are, but my <laughs> yes. parents are not. Interesting. But, but her grandparents play, played like a strong role in her life growing up. I feel like she was really right. close to them. Um, right. My dad owned a business when I was young. And so mm-hmm. that was part of my inspiration. But I think a lot of my inspiration was also, and I guess I could say the same Amanda too is from our dance teachers um, because they were both studio owners and um, we were both extremely close with our teachers. So we got to see the back end of what they did in the daily life and kind of see how they ran their studios and help alongside that. So I think that was a big, big inspiration for both of us. For sure. I also want to touch on one thing through the story that we're missing. I think it's ginormous. and I think it's awesome. Get it. Uh, can you guys explain to the audience who told you not to do this? Mm. 
who, and then <laughs> did you guys not listen and then took credit for it later? Uh, lo- <laughs> well, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. We have hundreds of thousands of listeners. So I'm pretty sure this will go back to that is so false. We don't have that many. You can tell uh, us whatever you want. Uh, so there were a lot of people who told us no. Um, first of all, I would say like a lot of people in college, um, really, if you were in the dance program, they geared it a lot towards, um, being a professional dancer. Right. And so we would hide that we were opening a business. We didn't tell anyone ever that we were opening a business. Um, and our entire last year that we were at Iowa, we were opening a business and Amanda was driving back and forth to Des Moines every weekend, um, to get things set up. Um, and so I would say like a lot of it was like professors. Um, and then we were in the entrepreneurial program and they just kept telling us, they were like, you're going to open a dance studio. What is your, like, I forget what they call it, but like the thing that differentiates you. And I was like, nothing. We're a dance studio. Yeah. Like we're, we're just going to do the same thing that everybody else has done. Ballet, like, tap, do jazz. Better. We're just going to do it better. And they were like, no, no, no. Like that's not going to work. Like you have, you have to have something that dif- differentiates you. And I was like, we don't, it's us. Like, we're just going to like do the same thing. Everybody else has done. It's just going to be us doing it. And, um, they told us time and time again that that wouldn't work. And we said, okay, so we found a building and we're going to sign a seven year lease. And they were like, wait, what? You're going to sign seven, a seven year lease. Basically you told them to hold my beer, hold my beer. Watch me. Yeah. I love it. They were like, you don't have anything that differentiates you. And we're like, stop talking about that. It's me. It's me. We're like, yeah, but like, we know what we're doing. It's fine. And I mean, I also feel like we didn't understand like the risk. And when you're young, you don't quite understand, like you don't have anything. Like we didn't have any money and like we didn't have anything or houses or anything that was holding our responsibility other than ourselves. When they kept saying like, like it's so risky. I was like, I just don't see, I don't see it. Like I don't see the risk. And so we just did it. And um, anyway, let's talk about that for a second, the risk reward thing, because everybody in the financial services world would say, well, you're young, you can take risks. And what are they talking about? They're talking about you opening up an account in the market. So pin your ears back, let this thing ride, right? That's what they're talking about. But when it starts correlating to what you actually want to do with your life, you better be safe. You better be safe. It's not going to work. <laughs> like, and no, it didn't work for you. That doesn't mean it doesn't work for me. And so I think this is kind of helpful because probably none of your listeners or none of your followers know who we are at Uncommon Wealth Partners. But that's the company that Aaron and I work for. We, we have this podcast to try to encourage people like you to basically tell people who say that you can't do it to like, but watch me. And what you guys knew is you had a couple things that you were working on that was working. Like you just didn't say like, I'm going to cold turkey, just sign a lease. No, you were driving to Des Moines. You were doing things. You were dancing in your past. You had a lot of experience that we would say it was part of your uncommon journey. And our job at Uncommon Wealth Partners is to help somebody like you and then get you to uh, completion or to the point where you're like, I get to do this every day of my life. Like, this is amazing, right? And it sounds like you two love what you do. And when you love what you do and you're getting paid for it, when do you want to stop doing it? And the answer is 
Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Right. And right. so you tell me when you work and I'll tell you when you're going to retire. Well, you're not really working. You're doing amazing things and impacting people. And so that's what we did at Uncommon Wealth Partners. We started a business to help people put traction on their goals and dreams in a way that isn't going to be like when they're 59 and a half or when they're 60. No, do this today. Like we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So I love that you guys looked at that professor, looked at all those people and was like, listen, for the professional dancers out there, this works great. That's 0.002%. Like, and for the rest of us, we need to figure out how to make a living with all the experience that we have and impact other people. And right. so here you are. Okay. Sorry. I kind of got in a pedestal, but I love what you guys did. And so at what point did you guys know, like, this is what we need to do. We need to start driving. This is, this is it. And and then how did you start going over there? Like, did you just cold turkey right when you graduated? Here's your diploma. We're moving to Waukee. <laughs> or like, how does that play out? <laughs> so, so I'm a year older than Annika. And we were both working at local dance studios in the area um, of our school. I had kind of had enough of it. I was ready to do my own thing. And I said, Annika, I know you have two full years of school left, but I'm going to peace out when I'm done here. So can you get your two years of school done in one year because I'm ready to go? I'm pretty sure she actually said, I'm leaving whether you're coming or not. I'm taking the goldfish <laughs> with me. You come with me. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Um, so I did, I had a pretty easy last year of school because I was there for four years, unlike Annika. Um, so I did a lot of the back end work for the first year while I, while I made yeah. her finish two years of school in one year. Um, and I don't know, we, we, we both know how dance studios work very well. I would, but in terms of like the turning point, it, I really, I know I gave Amanda a lot of credit and this is not like me, but, um, like as soon as it was written down on the piece of paper, like, this is what we're doing. Like the same day in that coffee shop, when she convinced me, like, I think that was the moment because Amanda doesn't say no and she just does what she's going to say. Um, and so I think that was the moment where like, okay, Amanda's doing this. And I was like, okay, we're like kind of doing this. And I think like in her head, it had flipped. Um, and then I realized like, okay, she's actually like putting things together and we're actually like going to see building, like we're actually doing this. <laughs> and I think that's when I was like, okay, well, I, I already committed. So I guess I'm in too. <laughs> um, and so I would say like, she kind of pulled the boat there. That's, that's awesome. So with through all this is, I know you guys to elaborate more like on, you guys have this great journey. You got it up and you, you got it running. But since we don't have, we don't do an hour long podcasts and mm, stuff. I guess not. Um, well, I was going to do that for you, but nope, I guess we're not. Well, I'm we're, totally kidding. We're not on Joe Rogan's level yet. <laughs> uh, so with that though, I also want you to talk about, um, cause you guys, I think you guys are like kind of like polar opposites a little bit, um, in a good way you compliment each other, but for everybody to know, how has the struggles of partnering on things gone? Cause like, as we even know, I'm new here and we've already like butted heads on things mm -hmm. in a good growth manner. Right. But like for you guys, what, what are some struggles you guys felt like you had this helped you become closer and better business owners. I think this is one of our favorite things to talk about. Um, and that wasn't until recently. So when we first opened the business, um, 
I wanted two jobs and I told Amanda, I'm going to get two jobs and I'm not going to be poor. And Amanda Mm -hmm. said, no, give it a chance. Give me, give me three months. And she was like, just try this for three months. If we're making enough money and you're happy, um, then, then you won't need another job. I said, okay. Um, but with that being said, we moved in together to save on expenses. Wow. Um, So not only are we living together, but we're working together. We're going to the gym together. Everything we do, we make breakfast together. (laughs) Like we're practically married. Um, and so I would say that first year of opening the business was the hardest year of my life. Um, and it wasn't because of the business. (laughs) It was because of the partnership. Um, but then to put, to go on top of that, not only was it hard, but we were so young and had so much to learn about life and ourselves as people. We're trying to do that all at the same time. We're trying to run a business and figure out how to work together and figure out how to do all of the things that we're trying to do and do it together in a way that's productive for us as people and for our business, which was hard. It was really hard. Um, I threw a shoe at our apartment wall once. Why not? <laughs> I, Why threw, not? I threw a pin at Amanda's face once. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't you walked do that? Out, we've walked out on each other a lot. Um, but we both know that um, both of us have a very deep tie to what we do um, and a deep tie to each other. And um, this past year, I mean, we kind of worked through it. That first year was hard. Once we moved out, it got a little bit easier. But obviously, like there were still like rough times where we couldn't agree on things. Um, and so we would work through those and we would eventually get to the end of it, but not after like hours of fighting. Um, so this past year we invested in life coaching and that has been life changing for both of us. Um, because we were just able to see it in a different light and see like, where one person might have pain points and what the other person struggles with and kind of like build off of each other a little bit better and solve conflict more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say in terms of like our partnership and our friendship, it's better than it's ever been, but that didn't come with like, I mean, we're on year four and we're finally figuring it out. Um, So it took a long time. I know that's like not a long time in the grand scheme of like, no, it is when you're starting a baby business. That's like yeah. an eternity. Yeah. 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 Mm. And we, we both have pretty strong personalities. Um, but I think through everything we've gone through in the last four years, we've learned how to have strong personalities in different areas of the business and let the mm. other person take control where they need to take control. So we're not butting heads constantly. Um, and that has worked very well for us. So I think that's so awesome. I like love highlighting this and for the listeners because – I think so many people today love to see successful people and people start seeing you guys. It's like, oh my gosh, look how good it is. And they're, cause they're looking from the outside in. They don't see the struggles mm-hmm. and stuff. And as we like try to help people take this uncommon path, we're not trying to be like, it's going to be great. No, right. You know, yeah. Doesn't no. do us a service to lie about this. Like yeah. it's tough. So this is fun. So like, I really appreciate you guys like opening up and be vulnerable here. Cause it's, it is so true. And like, the growth that gets to come from being a business owner is amazing. Right. So yeah, the fact that you guys did this and like worked through it. Now you're seeing the, the fruit fruit of it. Is right. Amazing. What did you guys go to the same life coach or different ones? Yeah. So we did. Um, and so like she had 12 sessions, I had 12 sessions and then we did a couple together. Um, so it really, most of the work wasn't even done together. It was mostly just like, 
hey, here's the problem I'm having with Amanda. And I am so annoyed and blah, blah. And then she would like talk me through it and say like, here's what you're not seeing. Or like, here's where you're, you're assuming what's in her head or here's where. And so it was just like, so great to have an outside person, um, like put it into perspective because like we would have conflicts and like, I can't like when you're in a conflict with somebody, you can't really like step back and like, I don't know, process it. Um, and so it was great to have like a third party there for us. Right. Okay. So tell me like your primary focus of who's, who are you trying to target for your dance studio? Um, we take children ages 18 months to 18 years. Um, anybody who's looking for an extra activity, creativity, socialization, um, physical activity are all benefits that you're going to get out of our program. Um, anybody who's looking to dance, we have a class and a program for you. But like you guys are a little different too, though, in how your approach to dance. Cause I know like when we first met, you guys actually talked about something that you guys do that other dance studios don't. Is it yodeling? yodeling? No, I think it was like something about like how you guys make sure like your dancers are well-rounded in like development. So you don't get over Hmm. like, like you're doing like the same moves all the time. Then injuries happen. That's what you guys are doing to help like prevent injuries and being more well-balanced. And even if like they decide not to be dancers long-term, like they're coming out being, you know, working on their athletic ability there and they've, you know, advanced that for other things as well. Yeah, so our competition program for sure definitely has a cross-training class to it, and I think that it has been pretty successful for us. We've kept everybody relatively injury-free, which is kind of an uncommon thing in the dance world. Um, Doing the same thing all the time over and over every single day does lead to injuries, Um, but I think we've been been on the right track with that so far. Um, As for our younger classes, they're doing locomotive skills, um, and other things that develop their physical activity in ways that are appropriate for them. That's cool. Okay. This is what I want to ask you. Okay. So which one was the one who's like, just give me three months, give me three months and see if we can do this, which I thought was brilliant by the way. Good strategy. Me, Amanda. Okay. Amanda. And then when was it when Annika realized like this plane is off the runway, like it's working. When <laughs> probably, was that? I would say probably like, once we got to, so our, our season runs typically or like similarly to school. So our dance classes are pretty set in stone from September and through June. Um, so we came in and opened the business in June. Mm-hmm. So we had June and July, June, July, and August um, of summer classes and kind of introducing ourselves to the community. Um, and then we hit September. And when we originally forecasted how many students we were going to have, I think it was like 75. And it, this is hilarious because we used to go to like business pitching competitions and we'd pitch our business and like we would show that we're not making money for like forever. <laughs> and and they would laugh at us. And I would be like, right, I don't fully so. Right. And I, I would be like, I don't know why they're laughing at us. <laughs> well, thank goodness when we opened our studio. We, we just like to predict very conservatively, and we <laughs> very. predicted very conservatively. When we opened our studio, we had, what, 220? Mm, 220 kids. 220 students. And so once we hit What did you forecast? Did you forecast like 48? 75. <laughs> and so nice. it was just, it was crazy compared to what we had forecasted. And once I saw that number, I felt really good. And I mean, it was so, fu- it's so funny looking back now because like, 
even then, like we weren't bringing home that much money. But like to me, coming straight out of college, I thought we were rich. I was like, this is sure. great. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can buy groceries. I can even like get like a pair of shoes this month. Like this is so cool. New pens to throw at your face. You know, those <laughs> things like that. Like the important things. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So then now like flash forward to where you're at now, how many dancers you got dancing up in that place? We're at right around 500 right now. Get it. Yeah. Um, we're pretty, we're pretty space constrained right now though. Um, yeah, but how, how are you guys process. changing that? Tell how us about you? that. Whoa. We are in the process of building a brand new, um, standalone studio right next door to our current location. Um, mm-hmm. so we have three studio rooms where we're at currently and we're going to be moving to five with a much larger lobby, um, next Perfect. September or this September next season for us. Right. And will you own that piece of building? We yes. will. Nice. Okay. So this is awesome. This is what I love to talk about. I'm getting on my pedestal. Hang on. So a lot of times once we get people up and going and they've jumped off the proverbial bridge and their parachute is open and they're kind of dominating like you are, our first piece of advice is like, maybe let's look at getting into real estate. And everyone is like, okay, rental properties or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, no, real estate for your business that's thriving. Because there's a way powerful strategy that you can use the new building and be getting complete cash flow from that, from even your own business, but it's a tax-free or a tax-different way to get income out of your business. Definitely not tax-free, but taxed more efficiently. And so, brilliant job. You guys don't even need us. Look at you guys go. Uh, But I love that you guys were not only investing in yourself right out of college, but you're continuing to invest in yourself in the business moving forward. I mean, what isn't there to like, you know? No, told you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You guys are great. Okay. So where are you guys going after that? Are you guys just excited to get into the new building? Like what's the future? So um, I think the biggest thing is staffing. Um, So we're, Mm. we're so far, we've like done a a lot of it ourselves the first couple of years. And like, we finally brought on a couple of full-time employees. Um, but growing our staffing is probably the biggest thing as we move into this new building. I think we finally figured out like systems and processes and managing finances and like all of delegation, all of things business. Preach it. Um, But now we're just ready to grow our team. I think as we expand. Um, So I think that's kind of what's next for us in terms of like where we're growing as business owners. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in terms of the studio, just, getting some kiddos in the door, taking classes at that new studio and um, building up the programs that we already have um, and going from there. Now, will you guys hold dance competitions at the new studio? No. No. Oh, I didn't know. I don't know anything about dance. Can we come to your studio and have a dance off? Sure. Anytime. There's nothing there right now, but it's going to be coming. (laughs) There's some dirt. There's some some foundation. footings. They, They can't help you with yoga. If you want, they did that with me, and then I was a lost cause. Yeah, Just we did go yoga home, classes. I've got go a couple of funny, funny photos of Aaron doing yoga. Yeah, yeah. it took four blocks. That's it, awesome. I'm not flexible. <laughs> what would you say to somebody on the sideline of life, or like hating their job at Wells Fargo? I always pick on Wells Fargo. This is probably the first time you ever heard me say that, but I always <laughs> pick on Wells Fargo people. <laughs> Poor guys. Uh, what would you talk to? What would you say to them? Like, what would be your best advice? I talk? just ah. I tell everybody that they should open a business. Yes. Um, I you just, should work here. Do you want a job? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she can't have two jobs. <laughs> oh, dang it. Only one job. Um, I just, 
I don't think there's anything else, um, or maybe there is, but I, I think it's hard to find somewhere um, where you feel so fulfilled um, and you're so passionate about what you do. And we always say this, like nobody is going to love our business as much as we do, mm-hmm. um, which is true. But to have that, um, I just think is so special. And I I think it's it's hard for me to like watch people go to work or like say, I hate my job. Like it's such a huge part of your life. Like you spend all of your time there um, and to show up and not enjoy it. Right. It's just not worth it. It's not we worth kind of, it. We kind of parlay it or have the analogy. It's kind of like parenting. Like parenting's hard, hard, but it's also very rewarding and you would never change it for the world. You know, yeah. like, and to be able to pour into something and watching it grow into maturity and then go to the next stage. Now you're like a teenager years and then you're in adult years and like, then you're thriving. And that, so totally, I'm edifying everything that you're saying. And I think that's powerful. So if you're sitting there at Wells Fargo and you're listening to your iPod, <laughs> your, your, the podcast, come on, <laughs> the water's warm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like on the entrepreneur side, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you hear all the time, like, don't chase a dollar, don't chase a dollar. And it's, you're like, oh, okay, well, how do you not chase a dollar? Well, I think when you're like a nine to five, I know if we're using the Wells Fargo yes, we are. cubicle as an example, like it's like you end up just chasing the dollar. Like how fast can I retire? Right. Like, or you get caught up in this trap of like, as soon as I have this much money in my account, then I'll retire. Yeah. Or not retire, but then I'll start something new. Yeah. Right. I think that's like the jumping off the bridge analogy. Just like, I feel that so much. And there is the best thing you can do is take the leap. Um, and like I said, like, I don't know if I would have it if it weren't for Amanda. So yeah, I think it's just completely different because I don't feel like I ever had to jump off the bridge. I think I've been on the bridge since I was, since I can remember, like I, you've been flying for a while. You've been falling for quite some time. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. I've never seen anybody jumping off the bridge, believing in themselves, investing in themselves that ever says, I wish I never have done this. Like you always are going to learn something. And let's be honest, there's other bridges you can land on that you, after you've jumped. And so, man, great job. Both of you are super inspiring. And I'm very grateful that Aaron told us about you. And I'm grateful that you're part of the Uncommon Wealth brand. Uh, you guys fit the bill. And where you're going, if there's anything I can do or Aaron can do, you know we're going to be right there for you. Uh, but I do really want to go dancing at your studio. Maybe the new one. <laughs> we'll Uh, anyway well thank you for being on the show what are your closing thoughts for our listeners or even Aaron give him some advice because his beard's looking amazing tonight I think um, Annika kind of hit it on hit the nail on the head with just saying there is no better feeling than waking up for something that you love to do um, and being in control of where it goes. We have the ultimate say we can drive this business as big or as small as we want to. We're in control of it um, and we can kind of put our put our dreams to work and go where we want in our lives. And that is a really, really awesome feeling to have every single day. It's awesome. So awesome. All right. I don't really know how to sell. All I have to say is like you've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. Aaron Kramer. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. Until then, go impact yourself and others. Go be uncommon. Thanks for listening. Thanks. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.